You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. As always, this show is brought to you by lovely listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Wicked Good, Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, Jared T, and Noodle Swoop, and all the other patrons for making this show possible. You can join them and grab some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to check out the show notes and all the past show notes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 218 of the Happy Hearthstone. I am Guy Grumpy, your host for the show, and this week I'm joined by one of my favorite memers and Jilly B's Battlegrounds rival, our good friend, I'm a Slinky. Welcome. Thank you, Guy. I really appreciate uh, you letting me come on to this show. Uh, I hope we're going to have a great time. And yes, Jilly B, you are still my ultimate rival, and I will beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself like and well really anything you'd like us to know about you uh, i'm interested in knowing how you chose your name how long you've been playing hearthstone the highest rank you've achieved what modes you play things like that yeah so uh my name is my real name in real life is brandon carlson um my i've been playing hearthstone since mid 2015 and honestly my friend uh got me hooked on it i i love hearthstone a lot and recently, um, I had started to do a bunch of YouTube content uh, for it, and maybe, just maybe, in the near future, when the next thing, maybe the next couple expansions, uh, I might do a full-on uh, thing about the uh, set. So a whole uh, thought process about—I can't think of the word, but all that about it. And um, honestly. With all that being said, then this is like a great way for not just me, but um, a friend, Stalloner. Uh, you guys, maybe you view you listeners might not know who he is, but uh, he's one of my great friends, and uh, honestly, has helped me out a lot with uh, with some issues I've had in my life, and maybe some things that have been like really eating me alive, and uh, I've been able to tell him about it, and he's been non-judgmental and uh, i love him to death Stalloner. it's like if you're listening to this podcast man like honestly you have done such a big 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 thing for my life is he also the one that got you into hearthstone no the my my friend uh salt shaker he's a youtuber i won't use his real name uh for these purposes but salt shaker is uh is the one that got me into hearthstone and a couple other friends we got into hearthstone as well uh, I'm one of the last ones who still uh, is a bit more on the competitive side. They're more on the casual side. Um, other things, my highest rank, I did hit Legend once. Um, it was my birth month, actually, in September last year. Oh, which was a, That was a great achievement for me. I got there with Libram Paladin. And honestly, I beat all kinds of counter queue matchups. I thought I was like severely favored in every matchup, honestly. Um, but I think the highest I was like 7,600 in that ballpark. Uh, that's a little Still, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, just getting the legend once is uh, a tough gig. Uh, so I think I've only done it like a, a half a dozen times even. So, uh, nothing to sneeze at. No, definitely not. And that was in standard, right? Yeah, it was standard. 
Do you play Wild, Classic, or Battlegrounds anymore? I I actually do YouTube content on Battlegrounds. I actually am helping a streamer by the, the name is Pita Butter Gels. I've been helping her with Battlegrounds oh, yeah. gameplay. Uh, and I've been, honestly, I, I've taught her like everything that I know up to this point. And honestly, up to this point, I've actually gotten better at Battlegrounds. I think teaching her really helped me uh, find another place in the Battlegrounds where I kind of missed. Nice. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today from covering the recent balance changes and learning more about our guest. But as always, this wouldn't be the happy hearthstone without sharing what's bringing us joy lately. So I'm a slinky care to share something personal of what's making you happy. Man, there's a lot of things that make me happy. Uh, the, the big one, though, is my my dad. I've been getting to know him a lot more recently. We haven't had like the best relationship until about a couple of years ago, but getting to know my dad really makes me happy and seeing him vulnerable when he's a, he's a tough guy uh, to see him vulnerable is always a great thing. And uh, I love my mom and my sister as well. Um, but my family's like the big one that really gives me a lot of joy. That's great. Family's always at the top of everyone's list. So glad to hear that you're starting to get a better relationship with your father. For me, I'm just be happy to be back in some capacity. As uh, some of you may have noticed, there's been a bit of a lull in episodes, and I haven't been streaming for about a month now. Um, a health scare sidelined me for a little while, and I'm still working through it. Um, but I can now see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I hope I'll be able to return uh, to do more regular uh, episodes of the Happy Hearthstone and get back to streaming in early June. Uh, but uh, and I'm I'm just happy that I have this opportunity to work with you today, uh, Slinky, and uh, yeah, go through all this stuff. Yeah, I'm super excited. Well, great. Well, first up, we're going to jump on the patch notes. So this is the first patch note uh, that's being credited to a former guest of this show, uh, Nicholas Dektek Weiss. Uh, he, he was on earlier to discuss his fan-made set right around the time of release of uh, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Uh, so congratulations again to Nicholas for living the dream and getting a job at Blizzard. And also, I want to say for those of you that already follow uh, Slinky Gaming, which is... Uh, I'm a Slinky's YouTube channel. Some of this may be repeat from his recent video discussing it, but now we've had a little bit more time to see how it's actually affecting the meta, so we'll see if his opinions have changed. Uh, first up is Refreshing Spring Water. Uh, has moved from four mana to five mana. Um, I guess that that makes it less likely that you're going to get back more mana than you spent on it, um, as it was constantly being... I uh, used with ref with the the uh, uh, what's the one that reduces the cost of spells? Canter's flow. Yes, Encanter's Flow. Uh, so I, I was actually expecting Encanter's Flow to be the one that got hit. I didn't really see a problem with refreshing spring water, except for those times when it's it refunds more than it costs. Uh, so, what what do you think of this one? Yeah, I, I actually think this is a solid nerf. Trying to get to the uh, patch notes. There we go. I think this is a solid nerf. On um, it's pretty much no longer a draw two for free. I didn't think that it was bad when it was free. Actually, I thought it was bad when you got 
back more. So when you had two encanters flows played, and then you got four mana back for playing a two mana spell, uh, I thought that was more of the the issue with refreshing spring water. And so that's why I thought they might fix it with the encanters flow as a nerf instead. So, but I, I agree, it it should at least limit that. Uh, that possibility um you have to play both encanters flow before you get a mana refund so uh have you seen any change in the meta for it uh i haven't played many games but honestly i think uh, i would expect this thing to uh, see a change uh from play it's uh (laughs) i've still run into a lot of mages uh, on ladder the last few days so um I mean, granted, it's just been yesterday and today now uh, at the time of recording, so it hasn't fully seen its effect, but it doesn't seem to have slowed down the people playing playing Mage. No, I, I, def- I definitely don't doubt this thing to uh, slow down at all. So first day of school is next. It went from zero mana to one mana and from adding two random one-cost minions to adding three. Now, in your video, you thought this was more of a buff uh, than a nerf, uh, although it, it does slow down the mana curve a bit. Uh, so you you still uh, hanging on that this is a, a buff? Yeah, I definitely still think this is a buff. Getting an extra minion... Uh, still being able to play this on turn one is very, very solid. And I think it, it actually gives you more possibilities for um, one drops. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because I think the, the biggest power of first day of school was it gave you two minions that you could play on the first turn. Uh, so you had a little bit more of a choice uh, of what you could do on the first turn. This slows down the curve by making you spend your mana on it. And you'd have to either be on the coin to to play it i actually think it's gonna reduce its effectiveness so i think it was a a good nerf uh and that most of the time you're gonna have to wait until at least turn two and then you might play both of or might play two of the three um, minions that you got but it still kind of slows down the paladin not as much as one we'll talk about soon though (laughs) right Uh, Hysteria has gone from three mana to four. Uh, you really liked this nerf, right? Yeah, this was a this is a really solid nerf. I think it gives you more uh, possibilities to. Uh, I, I I actually went into the dev- the development comment a little bit. Uh, it it makes it a little bit harder for certain minions to like get traded into, and it you have to base your mana curve a little bit more around that. So the the one extra mana definitely will affect this card. Oh, for sure. And uh, like I've been playing a lot of duels recently, and Hysteria is one of the worst defenders of cleaning up the early boards in that. Uh, so by staving it off for one turn, then you might have a minion survive and um, might be just a little bit more difficult to clear a whole board that way. Especially and follow it up with something else, like a big minion. Yeah, I was. I think I was saying in my video, um, this no longer says you can play a seven drop or even maybe a potential eight drop with the coin, right? Uh, Crab Rider. Then Wind Fury was changed to a battle cry effect that only lasts until or only lasts through the turn that it was played. So no longer does it retain Wind Fury on subsequent turns. I actually really like this one. I was concerned of how they were going to nerf Crab Rider and Crab Rider at three uh, health, which was the, probably the most popular um, 
guess of how it was going to be nerfed just doesn't seem didn't seem strong enough or another one was that uh, it only gets wind fury if you play or only gets wind fury or rush uh if you played a murloc um the previous turn or, or if you have a murloc on the board uh so doing it this way i think is very clever uh where you still get basically all of the the value out of it without the um without the long-term investment uh from the opposing player and having to get rid of it on the turn it's played yeah so i i always ran into this card and when i saw this card i'm just like oh crap i need to kill this very quickly the easiest way to do that was probably just uh get quick damage uh a uh, weapon the the weapon uh was probably the easiest way for me um i don't i don't think anyone else runs uh true silver champion though i'm probably the only one that runs that but um seen seen it early and seen it all over the place not just in my area but i've seen streamers run into this and just have no way of dealing with this um yeah. the wind fury really was deadly and i honestly love this nerf Another thought that I that just came to me is maybe we use um, like another ability where it's like inspire. So like inspire this thing gains wind fury. So like this doesn't initially have wind fury, but like you have to like use your hero power or something. And then this gains wind fury for the turn. I think that would have also been a solid nerf. I think, like especially in Paladin, where you you can buff it to all <laughs> to really high heights, then Wind Fury was just too powerful. That even if you had a two mana activation through um, through the hero power, I think it was just too strong and too difficult to deal with. Still, granted, that would slow down the buffs. So you're right; that may have been an, another way to address it without losing. Um, all of its utility um, and OTK abilities, but uh, I, I am a big fan of the way they did this one. Yeah, th- there's a reason why that I'm not at Blizzard and and they work there. Olgra <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mancrick's wife, which is the uh, spell that gets shuffled into your deck when you play Mancrick, uh, was reduced from ten health to seven health, uh, presumably to make it a little bit easier to deal with if you got it the very next turn and played Mancrick on three. It pretty much ran over it, which is ran over your opponent, which is what uh, you said in your video as well, right? Yeah, it was really hard to deal with. Uh, just a couple three drops just wouldn't be able to deal with the ten health. The the nerf to a three seven really makes it uh, that th- that uh, three drops and maybe a four drop can deal with it. But it is still high enough that it probably does take two minions at that point in the game if you do get it early. And later on, it's a lot easier to deal with just in general. So I, I'm a, a big fan of that. And you you were saying that from pretty much when the set was released, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, yeah, this thing's too good. Uh, I was actually in certain streamers saying, hey, like this maybe should be a 3.7. I think a 3.8 is just too much. And I think a 3.6 is too weak uh, based on what I had known. And it's easy to get value trades with three attack, uh, three attack, four health minions. And I think this is a solid nerf. Agreed. 
Uh, this time around, there were also some buffs to help the struggling classes and archetypes that Blizzard had expected people to see, but weren't really seeing in, in the degree that they were expecting. So there were a lot of cards. Uh, they announced that there was going to be 10 of them that people, and a lot of people didn't expect the ones to, that got buffed to be in this list. Uh, probably because most people, myself included, were expecting that the caravans would get the buff, whether that be an extra health uh, so that it had survivability and maybe you get one activation out of it or even changing the effect to end of turn uh, but none of the caravans showed up instead we'll start with razor bore it went from two attack to three attack uh, basically just strengthening up the early game of death rattle demon hunter yeah i wanted to actually compare this to knife juggler in my video i was thinking about it i'm like this is this feels like a knife juggler uh buff uh to me but knife juggler was nerfed um, but I, I was still saying that a two mana three, two is still very solid. Even if you don't have like a death rattle, if there's a death rattle, this thing is just, you know, this is a, this is a, a bonus for it. And it's your beast in the new Nazoth, uh, demon hunter, uh, uh, deck that I've started to see a bit. So you get it out early and then you get it again late as a three, two. It's not nearly as annoying to get returned, uh, as a two, two. <laughs> A uh, Dark Inquisitor Zanish. Uh Basically, the change was very subtle. In your video, you couldn't see what the difference was, but it's that corrupted cards are now included in the mana discount, not just the corrupt cards. Oh. So if you've already corrupted it, then it's now reduced by two. And this is something that was really a challenge, especially in Priest, when you wanted to play a corrupt deck. I played a lot of that again in, in duels, um, where you'd get the cards corrupted early, and then you wouldn't get the mana discount. So uh, adding this is actually a significant change you probably aren't going to see it on uh, on st standard uh, ladder, but in duels, it's still a fun thing to experiment with. Yeah, I was uh, talking in my video, and I was just like, "Where's the buff? Where's where's this buff?" Like, because the stat wasn't changed, the corrupt really wasn't changed, and I missed the word "corrupted" in the the bolded "corrupted." Um, but I do agree; I don't think this will see much play in standard. Unbound Elemental uh, went from two attack to three attack, uh, and everything else stayed the same. Not sure if this is enough, uh, but uh, at, at least makes the elementals and overload strategies a little bit more appealing. Yeah, I was uh, I was saying in my video as well that uh, I think this should be a three five. Every time I got to a three five, it always felt very right to me for some reason. Which you can make it a 3-5 yourself pretty easily. Or not anymore. Now you'd make it a 4-5. But um, I don't know. I always liked the card, especially in the early days. So I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll find uses for it. Yeah, I, I, this was a very solid card a while ago. But we just it's yeah. just been power creeped like crazy. And unfortunately, we just don't see it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Title Surge went from four mana to three mana. So three mana deal four to an opponent's minion. Seems pretty good. Yeah, the the buff here is like actually pretty relevant. I think four to three makes a control uh, uh, control shaman uh, a little bit more viable in the early game. Gives them a little bit easier shot against aggro, although probably doesn't really have too big of a chance since it's a really slower deck. 
Yeah, I was just thinking that it more aligns the removal that Shaman has to the the new times. As you said before, there's a lot of power creep in, in cards. And now we're seeing three mana uh, minions that have four health. Um, or even two mana minions that have four health. And in Priest's case, one mana minions with four health. So this gives you an early way to deal with those that doesn't overcommit with overload or other things. So I, I think it's pretty strong. Definitely very solid. Lilypad Lurker went from being a 4-5 to a 5-6. Yeah, I, I'm not like quite sure how good of a buff this really is. Maybe make it a, maybe they should have kept it at 4-5 and just make it 4, but maybe like the elementals like aren't that great, right? Right. There I mean there's still room to play it in um memes and in duels. Uh but yeah, Elemental Shaman doesn't have a ton of support right now that's good enough to get you to the late game with all the aggro and, and paladin and board clears that in pretty much every class now. So uh getting things to survive long enough, I, I tend to agree. You don't see it a lot. It's a pretty powerful effect in turning a targeted minion into a, a frog so you get the um the hex value built in with the drawback that you have to play an elemental the previous turn so i don't know i i definitely want to try the new elemental shaman with these changes uh but <laughs> yeah not sure how how strong it'll be I was I was uh, doing a thing for Lilypad Lurker. I looked at this. I'm like, wait, this this is a random effect, right? Because it says transform an enemy. But no, I didn't realize until a little bit ago where it was like, oh, this actually targets it. I was not aware of that. Yeah, pretty good. A fiendish circle went from four mana to three. I'm not really sure how good of a buff this really is. I, as much as getting three mana for four four stats is pretty solid, uh, unfortunately, it just may not be that great. Yeah, I'm not really sure what archetype they thought this would um, this would benefit, <laughs> or that they that they thought enough of it that it took one of the buff slots. Um, like there's not really a lot of, not, not that I can think of anyway, a lot of archetypes in Warlock that relies on having a big board of small things. Maybe you use it to buff your minions, but even then I think you want bigger minions than one ones to, to buff just so they have a bit more impact. Um, so I, I agree. I'm not sure that it changes anything significantly. Um, not like the next one, though. The Deck of Chaos went from six mana to five mana. I, I know you weren't really high on the card in general, but again, for memes and at the beginning of the Madness at the Dark Moon Fair cycle, uh, I was definitely trying to get this to work in a lot of different ways and had the bunnies in it. So you got a one mana 10 10 with, uh, with poison, uh, rush, and swipe, uh, basically. So. Um, so I think there's still a lot of room for it if you can get it early enough. Uh, and now you can play it earlier so you get more impact. Um, not sure that it's priced right for uh, actually making impact on the meta, though. 
Yeah, not quite. I was I was saying that I'm like uh, this card was already kind of memey anyways, and buffing a more memey card uh, might help the memers out, but it might not help them. It might help. It may not help that this card in the meta itself. A whirling combatant uh, went from two attack to three attack. This feels really right to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, How so? Well, the two, the two six didn't feel too good, and it always felt underpowered. Uh, I think this is definitely what it originally should have been. The stats itself, it's a three six. Uh, it can deal damage to minions, and uh, if there's a way to do to do it, you can actually probably trigger more frenzy minions. I saw this actually in a frenzy deck. Uh, probably a couple days ago before the patch, and I was like, oh, that's a really interesting combo, a little combo out there. I'm, I'm kind of wondering why they they made this buff, to be honest, that uh, I'd almost rather have one more health on it, uh, just to make sure that you get that frenzy effect, even if you have to play it late in the game. But um, I've been using this in my, uh, my Enrage Warriors, and it's it does pretty good since it's hitting all other minions and not itself. When you frenzy, you can find ways that you can deal the damage yourself and get uh, two damage dealt to everything. Um, I, one extra attack uh, probably isn't going to influence people that weren't including it already. Um, but for sure, it's a welcome addition to anyone who wants to play an enrage warrior deck or a frenzy deck. Uh, next up, Shield Maiden went from six mana to five mana. Yeah, I was uh, declaring my video. I'm like, this should have been always the original stats. Like a five mana, five, five, pretty solid. Gaining five armor is just, there's an upside to it. Little to no downside uh, with this card. Now there's not at five mana. At six mana, you had to make the decision if it was within your, your deck confines this is gonna make gonna make it really strong in the armor warrior in uh duels though so uh i'm i'm excited by it because I, that's another archetype that i enjoy from time to time um i'm not sure that it should have always been that way because the old stats used to be you look for about double uh in total stats of the mana cost and then any um any other actions are on top of that. So um, I think that it was probably right at six mana uh, before, but now again, like you said, with power creep, uh, it makes, makes sense to be at the six mana point. And lastly, Nazoth God of the deep went from 10 mana to nine mana to bring him out a little bit earlier. I love this buff. Honestly, I tried to play a menagerie uh, warrior back in, uh, back when uh, Forge and the Barons came out, and I was like, this thing is so close to being so good, and I think this will at least make it a lot better. Yeah, in some ways, I'm confused. I don't think that you would necessarily want to play it on turn nine, so it's more about, uh, I think, making it making that Demon Hunter uh, Nazoth deck uh, now, where you can use Nazoth God of the Deep to play... Um, 
to bring back your Inquisitor, uh, the demon, the eight eight demon that uh, attacks whatever you attack, and still use your hero power. So you get an attack in with it and bring the the demon back. So uh, it's definitely showing up on on ladder now. Uh, downside is it kind of weakens the clown druid a bit, uh, where you need something to corrupt the clowns. Uh, this no longer does that. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see if it shows up in other places other than demon hunter. I'm interested in seeing what you come up with for a, an, for a menagerie warrior then, uh, as well. Onto the battlegrounds patches. Um, so here, quill bores were adjusted to lower the attack uh, on a lot of the quill bores uh, and make them a bit slower so that they don't snowball too quickly, um, which tended to be something that you got the early early quill bores, you got enough blood gems that you could power the later ones, uh, and it just kind of snowballed out of control as early as uh, the five gold turn. Um, this should slow it down because all of, most of what they hit were um, were low tier minions, uh, so they won't steamroll you, and you have a chance to to hurt them before uh, they get too powerful. Uh, but one of the interesting ones, Baron's blacksmith, was removed from the minion pool. That's the one that gave your minions plus two plus two with frenzy. Um, I didn't see a lot of it at the MMR that I'm at, but a lot of streamers, I saw it a lot, and uh, it seems like that just needed to be removed. Yeah, I was uh, playing a bunch of Battlegrounds, and seeing that the Baron's Blacksmith before, it was kind of like an extra three damage if it, if you didn't kill it, and that could actually have mattered because that was the difference between lethal and not lethal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, next up, Road Boar, Prophet of the Boar, and Regular Bonker were reduced by one attack. Uh, and Golden Bonker also changed to generate only one blood gem after attacking instead of two, which I think was a pretty important uh, change. Yeah, specifically the the I like the dynamic duo and the and the Bonker nerf. Both of those were very solid nerfs. I think the stat line change for dynamic duo was just. That was just good. Minus two, minus two, I don't think is going to affect how the duo works. Uh, but uh, it definitely will get less buffs. Um, it, so it kind of got a pseudo nerf with a couple other cards uh, down here, like uh, the Sharalga. Uh, it no longer targets itself. And so it'll just get a minus two, minus one, minus one for every you know one it plays. Now, the thing mm -hmm. that actually was getting me, I was actually really fired up about this and I went into some chats before I had to work. Um, I felt like the bonker nerf wasn't enough. Uh, before mm -hmm. I, this, this was also before I realized that it was only one blood gem. Um, but the health, it doesn't really matter about the blood gems. You still get two blood gems most of the time uh, with this. I, I wanted to see the health get nerfed uh, as well instead, instead of just the uh, blood gems. Mm-hmm that makes sense to me like uh again early on he can run really rampant and do a lot of damage uh if you can tavern up quickly enough to, to get to him i think that by that stage uh that bonker is played and especially golden bonker um then you've 
you've hopefully got uh, stuff to deal with that much health though. Um, like pirates, elementals, murlocs all would have ways to deal with it by then. So I don't think that that's necessarily as bad. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how that really affects. I think they'll still be played a lot. Uh, the quillboards are still, are still good despite all of this. Uh, like you said, the, Dynamic duo reduced reduced by uh, two two, uh, banner boar reduced by one one, um, just kind of takes the health down uh, so that you have to add it back with the blood gems and and maybe use it a little bit less efficiently. Uh, the other change to Charlga uh, was that it, in, instead of just not buffing the other minions, it went from a 7-7 seven, seven to a 4-4, four, four, which I think is a little too much. It's kind of like how they nerfed Rag um, in the Elementals set. Um, because he doesn't buff himself, then it's, uh, it, it's a tough one to play at the tier that it's at. Um, but it still gives other minions the blood gems. So, um, you know, you'll benefit from synergies with other quill bores and you still have to, to specialize in the quill bores. Not sure, uh, if that becomes a must buy anymore. Yeah, I think, I think the Shiralga of stat, I think it should have been a five, five. They did that to rag. It was minus two, minus two from a six, six to a four, four. And then they reverted that nerf. A bit ago, yeah. But um, I think Shiralga is still very solid, even though it doesn't target uh, Shiralga itself. Um, I think still giving one one to a bunch of things, I think is is still very insane. I think uh, the stat mm-hmm. the stat line obviously had to get changed. Was it changed a bit hard? Yeah, it probably was. But the ability is still pretty absurd. I think the trade off just makes it there. And Ground Shaker is another one then that changed in a similar way that the Battle Gem only affects other minions uh, now and not the Ground Shaker himself. Uh, in your video, you were saying that you thought it should only t- trigger once per turn or something like that, uh, which I tend to agree with because like as we were seeing in the, um, the Battlegrounds Brawl um, a pig edition or boar edition uh, yesterday, uh, then they were still used quite a bit just to pump all your other minions. And it, it definitely spiraled out of control. Yeah. The, it, this pretty much is just give ground shaker plus one, plus one and give everything else to zero. Uh, the, mm-hmm. This is, this also could be one of those nerfs that may have not been enough, but just barely enough to where it's still playable. But uh, yeah, this may not be enough still. Yeah. I, th- I think he's still a, a guaranteed take because you affect all of them by only targeting one and uh that's really good even if it's just for this turn you can give it plus eight plus eight if you've saved up blood gems um through the the turn you know so um Last up is uh, some duels changes. Uh, and while we haven't focused much on duels in the past uh, on this podcast and my recuperation time, uh, it's quickly become my favorite mode. So we'll be adding more time on duels in the future. Uh, basically, there's only two changes. Orb of Revelation and Rally the Troops uh, are passive treasures at uh, passive two. Uh, they were just changed to passive treasures at uh, at the the uh, 
tier two uh, as ultra rares. So they'll be a little less common. And Orb of Revelation, for those who don't know, is after your first discover each turn, then you reduce the cost of spells in your hand by two, no less than one. And Rally the Troops as one that I was seeing a lot. And so hopefully this uh, actually does affect it is after the first battle cry, draw a card. It costs three less. Uh, so just the mana reduction things in duels can get pretty crazy. And it's... Uh, uh, it's been it's been a long time coming. It's nice that they're starting to address some of the things that that we were seeing. Now, do you play duels much or at I, all? I uh, don't slinky? play duels at all. But to hear those changes, it sounds like those were pretty needed. Yeah, I mean they're still going to be there. Uh, it's just that you're going to run into it a lot less, and it's definitely frustrating when there's enough other ways to reduce the mana cost of things that if you um, if you draw something and suddenly it costs four less because it's a battle cry and you have that other um, uh, other treasure, then you could get a seven mana battle cry out on turn four. You know, it's it's not not fun. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next topic, we want to find out a little bit more about I'm a Slinky. Now, Slinky, I've known you before you were a content creator. I met you through our mutual friend that you mentioned before, Stallone123. I think he introduced us in Dragon Rider DK's chat. Uh, but now you've been working on content creation for a while. Um, can you talk about the process of getting into it, what inspired it, how you chose your platform, things like that? So most of it was actually inspired from my friend Salt Shaker. He's a he's a mostly a Minecraft YouTuber. Um, he does a great job at what he does, and a lot of the inspiration was, "Hey, let's just start YouTube." Like he's doing it, um, I can jump in with him. I might not get the best subscribers count ever like he has. He has close to four and a half thousand, four point k. Uh, subs, which is great for him, but obviously he also has like a million, 1.5 million uh, view video. But I, I was also like thinking about it and just like, you know, what is like great for, what would I like to do on my Hearthstone channel that like, obviously I do battlegrounds content and I do standard uh, nerfs and buffs. And I'm just like, you know, what, what about a meme series? And then the thought came to me was, um, if you if you're familiar with whose meme reigns supreme, I am not. Uh, so whose whose meme reigns supreme was uh, with Brian Kibler, Firebat, and Frodan. They did their podcast thing, and eventually that stopped. And I can't think of the podcast name off the top of my head, which that that's sad. But uh, they did a they did a section of whose meme reigns supreme, and so I was like, okay. That's a thing, but how do I implement this? And so it turns out Stalloner, um, he likes to play against um, players with – he wants to show off his meme decks. You know, I was like, why not, right? And so I fought against him a couple times, and then, I, and then it occurred to me. I was like, how about we do a meme series? And so December was the first month I had done it, and – him and I, we had a great experience about it. Every time we play, I'm always laughing and joking and some kind of Hearthstone history that I love uh, comes into play. And I'm just like, this is what Hearthstone used to be like for memers. Um, and so we did, we've done that for several episodes. I think we've done seven or eight now. 
Uh, we've done this I for about eight. eight now. Yeah. Uh, we've done four months of it. Uh, and Stallone was like, yo, it's like, let's do a few in March. And now we haven't done our meme series yet this month. I actually got to talk to him about this, but he actually just got the vaccine. And so I was like, okay, let's like not like try and force it this week, obviously. Uh, but I'll try to get to him next week and the recording uh, hopefully uh, will get out maybe before that happens so that you guys can watch the meme series. But he does all, he does all homebrews and um, everything is inspired through maybe a deck he saw on ladder or maybe some inspiration from like a video I've done. Uh, so he does like a great job at it. In those series, you're also playing memes, right? Yeah. So I've uh, I've created a couple decks uh, myself, mostly because um, I like to I like the Hearth the history part of Hearthstone, and I think the history part of it uh, shows to maybe players who are coming in or future players who are coming in they they turn into uh, maybe memers or something or tryhards or they want to look for a meme deck and you know they see old decks from uh, from the past and I honestly was like you know why not just show off a deck that I was like this is kind of cool so um, I did one and Stallone was surprised by how cool it was he was really surprised and he liked it and I was really impressed that he liked it and I'm glad that he liked it uh, but most of I, I mostly leave it to uh, the deck building to him mm-hmm. so I think that those are my favorite videos that you've been been doing is that meme series uh, can you let us in on a secret on if it's staged or not so do you have those planned out of who's going to win and and how the combos work so that you can ensure that it's it works the first time or is it actually you play each other and just record all of them until it uh, works so most of the time it's uh Stallone says hey let's play a game or i'm like hey let's get a game up and we usually do the first game and the first game usually gets some kind of like content that we both like it's not staged at all uh we obviously i i am the better player of the two of us but there are times where like sometimes rng just doesn't get doesn't like you and so the other player like like stallone and uh he sometimes wins too i I like that it's not staged as well it's just right on the fly i think it's fun that way i agree it brings more of the laughter into it although i would kind of like to hear it from stallone's perspective it would be kind of nice to hear some of his input uh, rather than just seeing it typed on the screen. <laughs> right. So I also see you around in a lot of chats on Twitch. Uh, can you talk a little bit about why? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you had some friends that were doing YouTube, uh, and maybe it's more of the you can go back and edit and uh, speed up or slow down things. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about why you chose YouTube? I think it's because the potential that was there um, was just there, not because um, not because like I wanted to maybe do YouTube content, but it was mostly because my explaining has been kind of awful for several years, and obviously you'll hear in this video that sometimes I stutter. Uh, but back in the day, I used to really have a lot of trouble speaking. Uh, and it really was hard for me for the longest time. And then I just, and then YouTube kind of came in. And so 
not not only had I started to like learn how to speak, but there were also other uh things that were complementing it. Uh, like if I wanted to become a streamer, which I do hope to become to become one uh, sometime, uh, just right now I'm just not able to. But it doesn't mean that I can't start working towards that. And so working really helps me explain. I had been working my tail off with Minecraft content. I actually had a schedule for a while, really. I think it was like probably three or four months I did. Every four days I would just have a video ready. Um, and then mm-hmm. one day it just kind of stopped and I was like, you know, maybe it's time for me to just take a break from YouTube, um, do the world tour and then <laughs> go, go just walk away for, from it for a while. And I did, I, I, I was like, Hey, we can definitely work at this later. And so then I started to love Hearthstone again and I was like, huh, maybe Hearthstone's really for me or whatever. And uh, but honestly, it was mostly the explaining uh, part that has really developed in me <laughs> uh, to get there. Now, obviously, I'm still not the best at it, but I think if you look at my previous videos from like April of 2020 to now, there is obviously a ginormous difference. For sure. And, you know, that's just part of the natural progression for streamers and doing it to better yourself is a fantastic reason to get into it. And I, I do think you're doing a great job with it. I love listening. Like, I think you have a great voice. Um, so hearing you uh, talk through it all uh, is very fun, especially when you get excited and you start to laugh about something, uh, like you said, based on history, since you are playing those uh, meme decks uh, in wild, uh, which you didn't mention that you had played a lot of wild on ladder or anything. So I'm kind of guessing that you only do it for the meme series and uh that's what gives you that sense of history is that the case you're on the money i i tried to play wild for a a while ago and it and i just kept running into something that felt very not nice to me and the the combo of uh negativity with that deck kind of just was like i probably shouldn't touch the wild just for that reason uh, and so I know that you've played a lot of Battlegrounds in the past. You've been Jilly B's rival for a while. Uh, it sounds like you've kind of moved more back to the standard um, where I've also faced you in tournaments. Uh, so I know you're pretty passionate about that. But can you talk a little bit about Battlegrounds? You, you still create some content for it, it sounds like, for your YouTube. Um, but, um, yeah, anything you want to say about Battlegrounds? I love Battlegrounds. Uh I actually just had a video come out recently, I think two or three days ago. It was a a Murloc game, and I, I didn't really feel like – I felt like the – obviously, there's an audio video delay on it. I was like, I can't really deal with that, and uh, I tr- I actually talk, tell people in the viewers, I'm just like, just mute the video and watch the gameplay. Like, my speaking really doesn't matter, um, but the gameplay kind of shows uh, my skill, and uh, honestly – I'm just glad to get into Battlegrounds more, uh, but I also am taking a break because the first when, – when there's a new reset, I, I try to grind for top 200. And uh, this time around, I was about 1K away from 1,000 MMR away from uh, from top 200 actually. And so oh, – wow. Yeah. And so to like – Give thought. I, I like to give my thoughts on stuff and to like say within what the, it was like, um, 
for that time period, uh, it was, it was fun. I loved it, but you know, sometimes I just need a break from it. And, uh, so I'll be like in spurts of battlegrounds. Um, the last like five or six months I had really been kind of away from battlegrounds, uh, just because mm -hmm. my mental health had not been the greatest at all. Um, but mm -hmm. that's, that's, uh, that gets restored from time to time for me. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So what's, what's the highest MMR you've gotten in battlegrounds or uh, at least tier level? It was actually right before the, um, the reset. I hit 6,000 MMR for the first time ever. Oh, wow. And have you played a lot since the Quill Bores came out? Yeah, I'm about 4.3K right now. Most of that was first like three days of battlegrounds. But uh, yeah, I had, I'm at about 4.3K now. I'll have to tell Jilly B she's a little bit behind you. So uh, <laughs> she'll have to get moving. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you have any other thoughts uh, or things that you want our our listeners to know? Honestly, guy, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I took the effort to look up for a podcast. I, I had so much fun. And obviously most of this was like um, – about the nerfs and buffs and um but honestly like i think this was this was a great experience and this actually like helps me not only uh help my youtube channel but also it helps me get out of my bubble a lot more uh because mm -hmm. things like this really makes me excited and i get to show my passion to, toward hearthstone uh in a way that not everyone can always hear me say it in that way and you did a great job. So thanks again for joining us, Slinky. Uh, any shout outs you'd like to uh, to give? You've already given a couple, but <laughs> I wanna, good, good time to re reset those. <laughs> yeah. Stalloner, you, my friend, are amazing. You definitely get shout out. My parents get a shout out. My sister gets a shout out. Streamers that I watch, um, specifically Dragon Rider, Peanut Butter Gels, and everyone else that obviously I can't say everyone's name here, but those two specifically because I have been doing a lot of – I've been doing a lot of work with Peanut Butter Gels, and I love Dragon Rider's community. Fantastic. And how can listeners get in touch with you if they'd like to? Uh, mostly YouTube. Watch my videos. I'll try to comment to every single one. Uh, if not, you definitely will get a heart from me because honestly, if it's not a dumb comment, it probably gets a heart from me. Um, also on Discord, um, I'll have to give you the thing because I don't know the thing off the top of my head. But uh, I'm, it's, Did you have a... Do you have a vanity name for your YouTube or uh, just look up Slinky Gaming? Yeah, just look up Slinky Gaming. It, it has like a picture of like uh, it, there's a place here in Utah by the name of Monument Valley. There's a place in my heart for it. And um, I can explain that reasoning uh, at a later date if if we need to. But uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. So my friend actually, uh, he lives down there in Monument Valley. And I was like, I've always been fond of like that part of the of the country. And uh, to go down there, see the Red Rock, uh, if you guys don't have an opportunity opportunity to come to like the Four Corners region, it is a very pretty place. Uh, go go down there, check it out. Uh, there's tours. Um, there's probably all kinds of things that are like fake that I'm not fully aware of. But yeah, my friend lives down there. And so there's just a place in my heart for him. And so I use that as my background, not because like I don't want a picture on, but there is just a place in my heart for it. 
So then I know your Twitter account also has a lot of numbers after it. Uh, you are branded as I'm a Slinky in much the same way. Uh, we'll make sure to have all of that contact information in the patch notes. So uh, YouTube, um, Discord, and um, Twitter. Last chance for final thoughts, Slinky Gaming. Uh, this podcast is amazing. Get out to, to Guy Grumpy, honestly. Um, I I was like, you know, this pod maybe podcasts weren't for me, and I don't know. I'm actually going to uh, get out to another podcast, uh, Bob's Tavern Cast. If you are you familiar with that one guy? I'm not. Uh, Bob's Tavern Cast mostly focuses on battlegrounds. Um, okay. I'll try to. I'll be looking uh, to get onto their show fairly soon. I'll I'll see what I can do there, but. Uh, I'll try to get to Bob's Tavern Cast, and then I'll be doing other things too. But that one consists of uh, KJY Miller and oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Fish. If you know who either of them are, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dragon Rider used to be on it, but she has had so many things happen; she no longer does the podcast. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Slinky, and uh, much love, my friend. I really do appreciate you coming on the show. As a reminder, you are the Happy Hearthstone. This podcast exists for you and is sustained by you. There are so many great ways to support what we're doing, and I want to ask that if this is one of your favorite podcasts or you listen to every episode, just consider how you might be able to support the show. One way to support is to do a review on your favorite podcasting platform. iTunes podcast seems to get the most views, but really, having updated reviews on any platform helps when people are looking for Hearthstone podcasts, both to listen to and to be a guest on. Another way is to come on the show and share your thoughts. You don't have to be a content creator or even an expert at the game. If you have a fun deck you want to highlight, fan set, something that excites you about the game, or just want to banter back and forth about our favorite parts of Hearthstone and its community, I'd love to have you on. Financially, the best way to support the show is through our Patreon page, and I'm still so thankful for each of you who have jumped on to support this way. Head over to patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone to see the cool perks you can get. More coming soon. Every dollar that you give makes a difference to support this show, so please reach out if you have ideas or benefits that would make you more likely to subscribe. I would also be remiss if I didn't reach out and send much love and extreme gratitude to Menok and Number Theory for being the producers of the Happy Hearthstone. Your willingness to stand by me and the show through this turbulent time in my life truly does mean the world to me. As always, we'd love to know your thoughts of the show and what you'd like to see added to the show for future episodes and perks for subscribing. Check the show notes for information on how to get a hold of me or the Happy Hearthstone in general, or feel free to comment on the podcast episode on our website at thehappyhearthstone.com. Thanks again for listening to the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Much love. Much love.